This is the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast, a look at the financial issues facing investors and those getting ready for retirement. And now, founder and CEO of Zinnia Wealth Management, Sharice Rivers, and co-host Randy Cook. Sharice Rivers here with Zinnia Wealth Management. I am here at the Ritz-Carlton Lake Oconee in Georgia for a wonderful charity event. It is the Charity Golf Celebrity Scramble. I think I said it all backwards, but it's all meaning the same thing. And my next guest speaker, this is a very special speaker, in my opinion, because I'm a University of Florida graduate. Go Gators. And I followed this coach the whole time. He was at University of Florida, and then he left, and he's back. So I want to welcome... Dan Mullen, University of Florida coach. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. Great time to be a Gator. Yes. It always is great to be a Gator. It's always great to be a Gator. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you bleed orange and blue when you left? Yeah, you know what? I spent four great years at Florida uh, where we won two national championships. Uh, as And when I was there as the offensive coordinator in 2005, 6, 7, and 8. You know, then had the opportunity to go be the head coach and have my own program at Mississippi State and had a great nine years there. But yeah. when Florida called, it was kind of a no-brain decision it to come was. back. and try to get the Gators back on top. Yeah. You really groomed that guy named uh, Tim Tebow. You know that guy? Yeah. I've, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. You know, he really, well, he wasn't much of a player, but I really coached him up to be okay. He's an amazing guy. You know what we had? There are so many great players when you're there and, and make an impact on people's lives. But Tim is somebody that's special. He's one of the, he's one of the special people in all of sports, really one of the special people in all the world. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. How's it feel to be back? Well, you know what? It's really exciting. You know, Florida is such a, a special place. It's a unique place, you know, where you expect to be the best of the best in everything we do and not just in football and all of our sports and academics and as a university. And uh, it's great to be part of a university like that, that everyone expects to be the best. In fact, I think last year we were the only school in the country that was a top 10 public university and finished in top 10 in football. You know, when you look at when you're recruiting players, when you're bringing these young men in, it's not all just about football. I know a lot of these guys thinking, you know, they're coming to play at Florida, they're playing in the SEC and they're, everyone's going to have a great NFL career. But the guys come to Florida, it is a little bit different in that they're coming there to get a premier education that you can't get in many other places in the country. And so it's not just about their future in football, it's about their future beyond football and all the things they accomplish in life. Yeah, when they come to the University of Florida, it's a whole new life. When I was going to school at UF, I was a mentor. So I had a football player, a basketball player, and my neck was always kinked as we were talking. We just talk about life, you know, do we need help with the studies? I love doing that. But what I learned is they just came from this other world and they're trying to transition into this, how to be a you know man or a woman and get through it. Yeah, they're, they're young kids that are coming in. And, and you know, I think one of the things a lot in college and especially college football, and you look at Florida and being such a high profile program and having such high profile football players, a lot of people forget they're just young college kids. They're like everybody else, you know, on a Saturday, they turn on, you know, you turn on the SEC and there's 95,000 people in the stands going crazy. And you have these football players out there and you think that they're bigger than life. But on Monday, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning, I mean, they're heading to class and, uh, and they're just a regular college kids, you know. And so it, it's so great to be able to make positive impacts and help them and help develop them both on and off the field to become successful and grow. I've heard only great things about you from students and other colleagues, but, you know, we can let the forecasters of sports talk about, you know, what you're cooking up for the season. We don't have to go into that kind of thing right now. Who's going to be playing quarterback? Who, and what, what's, what I are, don't know. Maybe he'll, he'll give us some, maybe at the end he'll give us something, folks. 
But why are we here today? That's what I really want to talk about, what you're doing off the field, which is so important in giving back to young folks. Can you talk about the charity and the foundation, why we're here today? Absolutely. And, and a lot of it comes to me is, is you look at opportunities you're given in life. And, and I look and, and really look at why I even coach football. And people look and say, boy, there's a lot of great things. And being on the field, the competitiveness, that fire, that energy, you know, that drive, that compete and win. But really, it gets down to making a positive impact on young people's lives. And I get to do it as a coach on the football field. I get to make a great impact on, on a Tim Tebow where I have the opportunity to make a great positive impact on Tim Tebow's life, you know, coach him while he's winning two national championships and a Heisman Trophy. And now he moves on and has a platform that he changes lives around the world. You know, that opportunity to make a positive impact on, on young people's lives to me is so important. And if you have the opportunity to do it, you should do so. And Megan and I, we're just, uh, you know, you are blessed in the position that you're in that you can, you know, when we started the Mullen Family 36 Foundation, it's kind of different name and it goes to 36 to me is, was my number. I remember being a freshman in high school and even as a quarterback, you know, back then you didn't have all the jerseys, you know, you didn't have like 10 different uniform combinations. You had the one. And my freshman year, I got a varsity jersey to dress for the varsity. And even though I was a quarterback, they gave me number 36. You know, as I got older, like your quarterback, you know, you're going to change your number. I said, that day that I got handed as a freshman, that was like such a special day in my life that I've always wanted to be number 36. You know, it was such a great honor. And, but it was one of those things that I was given an opportunity and I took advantage of it and had a lot of success, but, but that number meant so much to me. And so, you know, that's how it kind of started. But when we got together is what can we do to help give opportunities to young people? And, you know, as we started it, I guess our direction was just a little bit. It was really spread out amongst helping people through academics, you know, athletics, the arts and health and helping young people. And, you know, we started by helping 36 different organizations around Mississippi wow. uh, that focus focused on young people and giving them opportunities that they might not be given in life. Because I am you know, always remember, someone gave me an opportunity and gave me a jersey and I was never letting go of it. And as it's evolved and as we've moved on to Florida now and, and as we go, a lot of our focus is going to get into early childhood reading. And, you know, a big thing to me, and, it, and it's really, it means a lot in our family right now, you know, I think of being out there at a game. And, you know, it's the fourth quarter and it's fourth down and five. And that ball's being snapped. And you're a quarterback. You got to make a throw. And the pressure as a coach to make a call to win the game, you know, and that's a lot on you. Sure. And people are watching and wondering. But you know what? If you really think to early childhood reading for young people that walk into a classroom and you're in, in kindergarten, you're in first grade, you're in second grade and you have a learning disability or a reading disability. You know, there's so few opportunities to help those children in school. The school system is very limited in their resources, and there's a lot of limited resources for people. There's, you know, some people can afford it, but there's a lot of kids that can't, whether they can't see properly, they can't read properly, or they have a disability or a dyslexia. And here they are in the classroom. You know, the pressure you think of what it is to be on fourth down to make the call to win the game is nothing on being a six or seven year old. When you walk into a classroom and you get handed a sheet and you have to fake it and you start to fake it and you start to try to figure out your tricks and look at pictures and try to memorize certain tricks instead of learning how to read and how heavy that pressure and that weight is on you to not be embarrassed, to try to keep up. And so one of the things we're really trying to focus on now is creating opportunities for those that can't afford, there's that can't maybe go out and afford learning specialists for their children. But for these kids to have those opportunities to be able to read and survive in the classroom and not have to feel that pressure or that embarrassment that they have an issue that 
needs to be addressed and, and it's not being addressed. Sure. Coach, I think I'm about to cry <laughs> because you're talking to me when I was in kindergarten, first and second grade. I was born and raised in the Keys and I did not know how to read for a good few years. And I was that kid that was embarrassed. And then when we'd have to read out loud, I would like run to the bathroom or something like that. And that's because there was not enough people there to take care of the kids. And my dad was working. And so I was there. I get it. And it, I had no idea this was your next step of the charity. It, it really is of, of something to us that, that it just, it hit home for us. And I can't imagine that feeling, it's you know, of, of what it is and how terrifying it is. And you look down at the sheet and you have a little book that you're supposed to read. And to be honest with you, you've kind of, you have your parents read it to you or the teacher mm-hmm. reads it. You know, you're trying to find tricks to memorize it, to hide the fact that you have a disability yeah. or a dyslexia or issues seeing, you know, so that's something that to Megan and I, we really wanted to kind of change the focus a little bit of, you know, we still want to do a lot within scholarship, within our foundation and helping other kids out and other areas out, but that's going to be our main focus moving forward. Okay, great. There's different ways that people can donate. They can go to www.mullins36foundation.com. Okay, great. And is there a link on there they can go to and click Absolutely. donate? Is it as simple as that? Yes, they can. Okay. But you know what? I mean, to me, not just that is if you can find a way in your life to make a positive impact on a young person, that's life-changing. You know, that's more important than even clicking on a website to go donate is find time to make an impact on young people's lives, to give of yourself and give of your time. I always tell people this. If you think back to when you were young, if I think back to when I was in second grade, Uh, Boy, I couldn't tell you who won the Super Bowl that year or the Heisman Trophy or, you know, who won the World Series. I'd have to do some math to even figure out who the president of the United States was. (laughs) But I knew who my second grade teacher was. I knew who my second grade coach was. I knew the people that made impacts on my life as a young person. And if you're, you know, as people listen, just think about it. Are you giving of yourself to help make impacts and positive impact on young people's lives. And there's nothing better that you can do and there's nothing more rewarding you can do than do that and make an impact on somebody because that's something that they're gonna remember forever. That that person that made an impact on them, that helped them accomplish, that helped them, whether it's helped them read, helped them learn to throw, helped them make a team, someone helped them learn to swim, whatever it is out there, mm-hmm. learn to play the piano. Those are people that make positive impacts on your life. Absolutely. And those are people that you'll remember forever in your life. And that's what the biggest reward you can do as you do charitable work. So it's just not dollars and cents, folks. It's get out there and get your hands dirty, right? <laughs> give, give of yourself. You know, I mean, I, I, I always think that. Try to give of yourself give as of much yourself. as you give financially. Everybody should be doing that. Well, I'm going to close this out here. You know, you had a great season last year. It was fun to watch you and Thank see you. you back here. Everybody I know who's listening is looking forward to this season. I know you have some things cooking up. <laughs> um, anything you can tell our listeners to get excited about? Well, I don't know. I, I know the biggest thing that we're excited about is on uh, we get to open the college football season. We're the opening game against the University of Miami and the 150th anniversary of college football. So it's an unbelievable honor that we get to kick off this special year in college football and get to do it. And Florida against Miami is kind of a great rivalry game and should be really exciting. And I uh, I know everybody's fired up to get the season going. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast. If you have questions or would like to begin the process of building a tailored retirement plan, call Zinnia Wealth at 803-368-3680 or find us online at zinniawealth.com. 
Therese Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers. NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.